I was supposed to, last week I was supposed to finish um, my sermon on point three, and it was pointed out to me from our newest employee that I did not finish it. And, um, and his wife said, do not say anything to him from what I understand. I just want you to know that he disobeyed <laughs> your comment and let me know quickly that I forgot to finish point number three. So I will finish point number three quickly. Point number three of last week's sermon is this. You and I are responsible to take the gospel. We are responsible to bring reconciliation to a lost and dying world, to bring them to a place of trusting in the one and only God and his son, Jesus Christ. The only way, by the way, to heaven is in Christ. So now that I have finished that topic and I did not labor on it for 15 minutes, as some of you feared, and then said, now today's sermon, um, let us go ahead and move forward to today's message. And Tyler, I cannot wait for you to make a mistake. Oh, wait. <laughs> Shall I share what happened the first day that you were supposed to? Oh, never mind. I won't do that to you. No, it's okay. I love you, buddy. Galatians. Let's stand together as we read in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Father, this morning we confess to you that 90% of what's wrong with most of us is that we have sown to the flesh. And now dealing with the flesh... We are reaping what we have sown, which is why our lives are hurting, our children are hurting, our marriages are hurting, our ministries are hurting, because we have been so focused upon what we desire and what we want, and it has caused a great rift between many in the church throughout the world. That's why there are so many different doctrines, because people want to sow to the flesh. Lord God, today, may our desire be to live a life that we, on purpose, put seed in the ground, water it, and see it come to a place of salvation in someone else's life. Father, we thank you that you're the one who brings salvation, not us. We are called to plant and we are called to water. We are called to tend what we've planted. God, today, show us how desperate we are for you. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. I pray that everyone had a good Thanksgiving. I know that... uh, we had a, a wonderful time at our home. We laughed a lot, and um, it was good to have uh, family with us. 
Um, we did not do the normal thanks. Anybody in here not do the normal Thanksgiving meal besides us? Anybody else? Okay, there you go. There's a few of y'all. So most everybody else did the turkey, the dressing, the whole thing. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. We did ribs and sausage. So we did. That was, it was good. Thank you for asking, Noe. That was, that was precious. Thank you. You want to know if you need to invite yourself. There's still some leftovers. Um, so what I want us to do the, uh, this, this afternoon, this morning, I should say, is I kind of want us to think about how we've gotten to where we are and what's going on in your life, why is it happening. And, and we're going to find out this morning that, that a lot of what takes place in our life, we really can't blame anyone else. It, we have to kind of look in the mirror and say, when did I plant that? When did I start that? When did this change? When did that happen? It says, for the one who sows to his own flesh. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. You and I are called as believers to sow, to put in, to take care of, the things of this world. You and I are called to do this. Like We are called to plant. We are called to bring the gospel. We are called to, to do things uh, that, are, that, that people recognize righteousness and holiness, that, that draw people to God, that point people to God. But we certainly sow every single day. Daily we are planting. Daily we are doing these things because you and I uh, have to understand that, that whenever we Plant whenever we are planting, whenever we are putting things around us, whenever we're doing the things that we choose to do in life, that is a seed that we are casting. That is a seed that we are planting. It says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction. So, right off the bat, you and I must understand that if we sow to the flesh and then we get something that we don't desire later in life, guess what? You have reaped. What you sown, you have, you have gathered up what you planted. And with this understanding, with this knowledge, what we have to understand is that as we plant, we need to be intentional with how we plant, intentional with what we put out there. Because planting is something that we do. And, and so sowing, the idea here is to scatter on the ground or to plant. Now, when we just scatter out, and we're not really paying attention to what we, where we throw it or what we do. If we don't tend the ground, if we don't get the ground ready and we're just out there throwing seed everywhere, it, it's not going to have a lot. It's not going to do a lot of good. But if I plant with purpose, if I go out and I begin to till the land, prepare the land, and, and I'm thinking about everything that I'm planting, and I, I want to do it with purpose, I want to do it so that God will be praised, then as I'm living my life, I'm asking these questions. One, will this honor God? Will this honor my family? Will this honor my church? Are the things that I'm doing, will it bring honor to God or will it bring dishonor? If it brings dishonor in any way, then I am sowing to the flesh. If it brings honor to God, if it, if it glorifies him and it, it puts the church in a good light and it, and it makes God's people attractive outside, then we're sowing to the spirit. And if we sow the spirit, we will reap eternal life. It says from the spirit, not from us, but we're, we're planning, we're working, and people are paying attention. 
And it's important for us as we plant to make sure that we're planting with purpose. We're planting in a way that people can recognize, hey, that right there, that is good. What they're doing is, is pointing people back to God. How we speak to our parents, especially you teenagers, listen, you don't realize if you claim to be a Christian as a teenager and yet you speak woefully, you speak with disrespect to your parents, you are planting seeds that are not Christ-like. You're planting seeds that are not biblical. You're planting planting seeds that are filled with unrighteousness. You're sowing to the flesh. And those friends of yours around you, they say, well, he or she is a believer in Christ and they treat their parents that way. Therefore, I should be able to do that to my parents. We're, We're planting those seeds. And so you teenagers, listen, you are just as responsible if you're a believer as the adult sitting next to you. You are just as responsible with your faith as the adult sitting next to you because you have claimed to be a believer. You have stood up before the church and said, I'm ready to follow Christ. And yet if you are disrespectful, if you are hateful, if those, you're planting seeds to the flesh. And what it says to the world is this is how a believer acts. So as we plant those seeds, as we put our words out there, as we put our actions out there, what we're telling the world is, hey, this is what a Christian does. This is how a Christian acts. This is how a Christian reacts. And unfortunately, when we're as believers sowing to the flesh, the world has no desire to come into the church. You know why? Because here's what I hear all the time. Well, the people in the church are no different than the people outside the church. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, that is probably what? Very true. So as we're sowing outside of the walls of this church, what we're sowing is to the flesh, and the people are looking at us going, why would I want to attend your church if this is what happens if you go to that church? If this is the life you live, if this is how you do things, if this is how you're going to plant those seeds of your, in your life, if you're going to sow to the flesh when you're not at church, why would I want to go to your church? I told you guys, when I first came here, there were some people that I met and I said, hey, so-and-so goes to our church. And they looked at me. They worked with this guy. And they looked at me and they said, we didn't have a clue he went to church. Like looking at his life outside the walls of this church, the way that he lives, the way that he speaks, the way that he acts, we had no clue he went to church. Well, guess what? That man was planting seeds to the flesh. And the people on the outside had no clue that he was even supposed to be a believer. People are paying attention. People are looking at how you live and what you do. And so if we're planting, if we're coming in and we're doing things to the flesh, we are going to receive, we're going to have that in our life. That's exactly what we will have. So I want you to listen to a few things, right? Here's part of our problem. You and I, in Proverbs 16, 18, we have to understand that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. So if I think, you know what, I'm smarter than God, I don't have to live like a Christian outside of the walls, what my words are outside of these walls, how I do things outside of these walls should not matter. If that's the life that we live, then what we're telling God is, listen, I am smarter than you, but it says pride goes before destruction and the Holy Spirit before stumbling. Proverbs 17, 19 says, one who loves wrongdoing loves strife. One who makes his doorway high seeks destruction. If you make your doorway high, you're just letting anything in your life in. It doesn't matter. You don't check it. You just, everybody else is doing it. Why not me? 
Come on in. Come on into my home. My door is wide open. And Proverbs 18.12 says, Before destruction, the heart of a person is haughty, but humility goes before honor. When we're planting seeds, we have to think, will this honor God? If all I think about is how will this affect me, we are planting seeds of destruction. People are going to not pay attention. They're not going to care whenever we share the gospel because the lifestyle that we have lived before them will, listen, overshadow, will be louder than the gospel that we try to present to them. So many people in their mind, well, I can live one way at church and another way outside. And what we're doing is we're planting seeds to the flesh and people, listen, will never listen to that gospel of reconciliation. Why would they want to? Why would they desire to listen to us if the only thing they see the Christian living like is to the flesh? It's tough. We have this idea that we are smarter than God, but you know what? God can't be mocked. And we're going to find this out. As a matter of fact, some of us have been deceived, misled, wondered about, straying from the truth. Because in our mind, when we were younger, we did things totally different. One thing I have found out is I struggle with finding that person in my youth. How many of you, as you got older, you just kind of got, you, you, I hate to say it like this, but you just, you just got tired of trying? You just literally were like, man, this is ridiculous. And if you grow up in the church and you watch people in the church, it'll break your heart. Because a lot of people in church, you, you have this great idea of who they are. How many of you have ever built somebody up so high and then one day, once you got to really know them, you began to think less and less and less and less of that person? You know why? Because the flesh, they began to sow to the flesh. And for some reason... A lot of people think that as I get older, I no longer have to do all the things that I once did to be faithful. I can now live my own life. I can do my own things. We've been deceived. But folks, God will not be mocked. He has called us to a life of righteousness. He has called us to plant seeds uh, to the Spirit and, and, and allow God to work within us. But, but when we treat God with mockery, what we're saying is, is to be treated with contempt, ridicule, disrespect. We're, we're ignoring what it is that he has called us to do. And so whenever we sow, we're scattering without purpose, without thought, without considering the fact that people around us may be lost. I remember one time a preacher said, if it offends someone, I shouldn't do it. And nowadays I'm like, well, everybody's offended. So what difference does it make? You understand? I mean, isn't that crazy how some people live now that everybody's offended? But if I'm offending the believer, if my lifestyle outside of these walls would offend one of these little children, if, it would, if, if someone saw me doing something outside of the church, especially a child, and I misled that child, then I have, I have sown seeds through the flesh, and that child now will no longer be able to see me as they should. You as parents, when we decide to suddenly change who we are, our children see that. And then we reap through our children what we've sown. 
I don't know about you, but the worst thing is, is watching your children reap what you have sown. They had nothing to do with it. You're the one who, who, who sowed the seed, and yet it affects the whole family. Your decisions, the way that you live, the things that you plant in your life, negativity, hatred, anger, those type of things. If that's what you plant, your children will reap what you have sown. The household will reap what you have sown. But in our minds, sometimes we think, yeah, but man, it's, you know, just, just, I just want what I want. When I came to Christ, the one thing I swore off is the flesh. But what do we see in the church? What do we see within our own lives? The struggle is the flesh. And the one who sows to his own flesh will what? Reap destruction. Yeah, Packer wrote in the Bible, mockery is a behavior and attitude shown by the fool. Psalm 74, 22 says, arise God and plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish person taunts you all day long. We have in our mindset, even as believers, I haven't been caught yet, so it must not be that bad. What I'm doing doesn't affect anybody else, but, it, but God is is seeing all things. But in our minds, we act as fools if we think for a moment that we get away with things, especially as believers, especially as God's children. In the Bible, mockery is a behavior and attitude shown by the wicked. Psalm 1.1 says, Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the paths of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. If I'm planting proper seeds, my seeds are not anything like those. My seeds are seeds of righteousness. I don't scoff at God. I, I don't walk in the paths of sinners. I don't seek the counsel of the wicked. What amazes me is how many people will come to me and say, Well, here's what so-and-so told me. I'm like, why would you even go to that person? Go to the believer, go to the saint, go to the one that understands scripture, but don't go to the world. But so many people run. Think about Oprah and the impact that Oprah has had on the church. You think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. She has had a huge impact upon the church. Think about the Olsteins and all of these preachers that people just flock to. and, And it's because what they're doing is they're actually preaching to the flesh and said it to the spirit. The one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction. The Bible, in the Bible, mockery is a behavior and attitude of the enemy. Psalm 7410 says, how long, God, will the enemy taunt you? Shall the enemy treat your name disrespectfully forever? And then Proverbs 122. Or it's also the hater, excuse me, the hater of knowledge. This is what it says in Proverbs 1.22. How long, you naive ones, will you love simplistic thinking? And how long will scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge? One of the things that always has gotten me with people in the church is they'll tell me, I can't read the Bible because I can't understand it. Really? 
Man, if the Spirit of God lives within us, he gives us wisdom and understanding. He gives us knowledge. He gives us discernment as we read. Quit using that as an excuse. Literally, when we have people in the church that say, I just don't read the Bible because I don't understand it. Just read it. Keep reading it. God will give you understanding. God, If you're truly one of his, he will give you knowledge and wisdom. Proverbs 13.1 says, A wise son accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Also, the mockery is a behavior of those who are unteachable. Psalm 119.51 says, The arrogant utterly deride me, yet I do not turn aside from your law. You ever met somebody who knows way more than everybody else? How many of you are married to that person? Okay, I think give your hand down. All right. H.C., Patty just threw you under the bus, buddy. What's new? I know, brother. I know. There are those who literally believe that they know more than you, and they won't listen. <laughs> Y'all good? I notice there's a lot of hacking from wives all of a sudden. I'm not real sure what the cause of that is, but maybe y'all need a uh, throat lozenge like I did earlier. Oh, you're swallowing your words. I got you. You choked on the words you were swallowing. I understand. I totally get it. There comes a point where we have to understand that every one of us needs knowledge and wisdom, and none of us are above being taught. Here's part of our, our struggle when it comes to sowing. When you look at the world outside and they seem to be in better shape than those within the church, we have this sudden thought, why can't I just be like them? Why do I have to try so hard? Why do I have to do this? And why do I look at the world? They're having fun. They're having a great time. You got to remember something. Folks, this life is temporary. You and I are called to sow because we have been saved. Our motivation does not come what we can gain now. Our motivation comes with what we have been promised and we have received. We should be living for what we have. A lot of people say, well, one day. No, 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 you have not now. Like, if you're a believer, heaven is yours. Y'all understand that, right? It's not something you have to just go, well, I wonder what heaven. No, no, it is yours. God has given it to you. He has said, this is it. This is the reward that you're going to have. You will be with me forever. And that's why we should begin to live the same way now, sowing those seeds of righteousness, sowing those seeds of faith. Everybody else may be doing X, Y, and Z, but you and I are called to live differently. And I understand We lose a lot of our kiddos when they go to college. A lot of our kids, when they go to college, they just head out and they start listening to the things of the world. They see how everybody else is acting and they're like, why in the world would I keep going to church? All the rules and all the things we don't get to do because I'm a Christian. And suddenly our kids are out and we totally lose them. 
Part of the reason is because we have forgotten to tell them how good we really have it. Folks, the Christian life's not about what you don't have. The Christian life is about what you've been given. Eternal life. So for the one who sows to his own flesh will reap destruction. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life. My prayer is that you and I will come to a place of understanding that every choice we make is a seed planted. Every choice that we make is a seed planted. Every word that we speak, good word or harsh word, that is a seed planted. Every action and reaction that we have, that is a seed planted. What kind of seed are you sowing? What is it that you and I are doing that would bring people to a place of saying, I cannot live without the God that you serve? I cannot function without being a part of God. Those are the seeds that we should be planting. But when we, when we plant seeds of gossip, we plant seeds of anger, when we plant seeds of, of, of hatred, we will not reap anything but flesh. I am thankful, very thankful. that God has brought to us at this church a young man and a young woman who love the Lord. And at a very young age, they have said, we don't care what the rest of our peers are doing. We desire to follow God. And I haven't known him, but just really, we've gotten to know each other this past few days. And but I will tell you that if you're looking for someone who truly desires to love God, and has said no to the things of this world, I think that you've got a young couple right here who understand how to plant seeds in the Spirit. And I am thankful that God has brought them here. He is one who is given to evangelism. Your children, your young people will learn how to evangelize. They will learn how to share the gospel. He's got a wife who stands by him. He just doesn't always obey her, as we found out. (laughs) You go, man. You stand up for yourself, buddy. (laughs) The truth is, we need more young people who will say no to the world and yes to Christ. Thank you for setting that example. Even though you've only been here for a few days, you've already set that example. What kind of example are we setting? What would the world say by the seeds you've planted?
would they want to know your Christ? Would they want to know your Savior? Would they want to come to your church? All, all of that comes down to what you and I plan on a daily basis. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you that you have shown us a great need. to look, to judge what we plant. To look very seriously at how we speak. Not just of how we speak about you, but how we speak about our family, how we speak about our spouse. The words that we use. The way that we react when things don't go right at work. The way we honor our in-laws. The way we honor our parents. People are paying attention. And whenever we sow to the flesh, we become a deterrent. People don't want a part of that. They don't want any part of Christ if they see us supposedly believers acting like the world. God, teach us to react, to respond in a Christ-like way. And when gossip is spoken, Lord, may we walk out of the room. When hatred is being spewed, may we say, I I don't want any part of that. God, when others are speaking about their spouse, may we never speak of our spouse in a negative way. And Lord, when people start talking about our church, about the church itself, not just Pine Island, but the church that belongs to you, may we stand and defend. Because God, we have been called to plant seeds of righteousness, seeds of faith, seeds that that will be sown, that will bring people to you. And God, forgive us when we have sown seeds to the flesh. And Father, use us to draw people to your Son. We pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.